Welcome to The Breach, a Charlie Mike podcast. I'm Ty Braxton, and I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to listen in today. We're a group of Christians that discuss issues surrounding us today and how to build our faith and strengthen our walk with the Lord. We want to provide you with tools so that you can Charlie Mike. Charlie Mike is better understood as continue mission, and we want you to be able to Charlie Mike in your own mission field. Let's get started. Tonight, we have Daniel. What's up? Chris. What up? Bob. And myself, (laughs) Ty. Let's go. So, welcome to the live uh, broadcast of The Breach on Facebook. We're going to have it on YouTube later, I guess. Um, And we'll also have it on The Breach. You can listen to it on The Breach. We're going to have Spotify and Ample. And and there's a bunch actually. Oh yeah, yeah there's more, but I just throw those out there. Twenty, it's the main. See if you can do all twenty without looking. <laughs> there's at like one. six. Of them. <laughs> I think you can do it. Google Podcast. You're a smart guy. There's other ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're really trying to reach the lost in this season. We're stepping into season two now. Right. It's kind of crazy. It's almost been almost a year since we started this. Yep. Uh, since we started the podcast, the podcast started in like November. I think it was of last year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's. It's crazy that we're already in season two. Like last season, we did a whole lot about the church and about the status of the church, where it was, where it is now. You know, we dealt with different topics, different issues. But now we really felt the call. We all felt that heavy burden a few weeks ago in prayer and in in our church to really reach the lost. So you want to reach, you know, those people that are unsaved. You want to tag them. You want to share it with those people, because really it's about the Great Commission. It's about winning souls to, to Christ. So. That's what we're about. And that's what you're going to see now. Our podcast is kind of changing. It's kind of a different format. We're doing something a little different. So have grace with us. You know, it might not be as conversational at times. It might be more teaching. You know, we're, we're always yeah. trying to change it up. So it's going to be great. But we're yeah, glad definitely. you're here. Yeah. And like I said, if if you are already a believer, take what we are talking about. And if, if you have non-believing friends and they have questions, use some of the material on here to share with them because yeah. They, yeah. even believers have questions. That's right. So non-believers are going to have that many more. And we cannot express enough. Please send us any questions that you have. I mean, we, we <clears throat> want to hear from everybody out there. We want to know, you know, what type of day-to-day questions are you having as you step through life? Um, how can we help maybe answer some of those questions? And we'll do our best to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good time to dive in. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So uh, we kind of had this idea about bringing up the church. What is the church? Why did like where did that word even come from? We're going really basic. We're going really foundational. And you know, don't don't sit down and and tune this out because you think you might already know everything there is about the church. Listen, we're going to be talking about the church in a different way. We're going to be describing some stuff. This is really foundational, but it's really good teaching. We really believe in it and um, we're excited about it. So I'm just going to dive right in. So what is the church? Well, I pulled up a bunch of different definitions. Um, I pulled up uh, one from Merriam's Webster's Dictionary. So this is the kid's definition. So it ought to be really simple. Um, And I love simplicity, um, even for myself. So it says the first thing is a building for public worship and especially Christian worship. The second definition says often capitalize. It's an organized body of religious believers. The third thing is public worship. 
So the church is a noun that relates to many def, uh, definitions that are accurate, but to put it simply, it's really just the body of Christ, the gathered saints of God that worship and love Jesus in a corporate setting. So the original Hebrew word that we actually relate to the word assembly is actually really cool. And I'm probably going to mispronounce this, but it's call hall. <laughs> so bless you. Call hall. <laughs> but even further study shows that kahal actually means a judiciary body within the larger group of Jews in the Old Testament. So it actually refers to the clergy. So kahal is the ones that are called out. They were the ones in the Old Testament that were Levites. They were born in the tribe of Levi, or they were called upon the Lord specifically to become priests. They were raised up as prophets. So kahal um, refers to them. Now, when you look at the body of Christ, we've got this other term. It's called Edah. Uh, and the Edah is often the word used for those who are Jewish and follow Yahweh as um, or follow Yahweh. And another transliteration describes this word to more accurate, accurately mean a swarm. So when you think of a swarm of locusts or you think of a swarm of bees or anything like that, it's referring to a large group, a crowd. So there's this called out group of leaders, the kahal or the clergy members, so to speak, who are the organizers that would relay God's laws to the larger body of Jews and would be responsible for teaching and making sure the law was enforced. And then there were a group that would listen, the edaw, to the leadership, and they were responsible for living a according to their instruction. Also, if you look at church history, um, later, years and years and years later, we have the Septuagint, which if you've ever studied what that means, that the Sept, the, um, the, the word that's used there as a conjugation actually means 70, and that refers to the 70 priests who were um, brought together that they would translate the Bible from Hebrew into the Greek koine, and they were the ones that would take the Old Testament and make it where it was readily available for people that they were involved with in Europe and in Greece and Rome and these areas when they would preach the gospel. They wanted them to be able to have the word, so they translated the word and the Bible from Hebrew to Greek. And listen to this. The church was actually changed to a different word called the Ecclesia or the Ecclesia. And this is a word that we're commonly aware of because it's used in the New Testament. We know the Old Testament was in Hebrew. New Testament is in Greek. Um, so that's that's good. I, I got to ask a question, though. So why why are you telling us all this? This is a lot of stuff, right? And I'm already picking up a theme here. There's two separate terms used to divide the people of God. So how how does this relate? I'm glad you asked. All right, all right, let's go, let's go. So like if you're like Chris, and you're wondering, OK, well, OK, you're talking a lot of stuff here, Daniel. This is a lot of history, yada, yada, yada. Well, the reason why it's important is because we have to understand God's design. So God didn't put us here on this earth to not be accountable to any anybody else. He created us. When you look back at the garden, he created Adam and Eve. And when he created Adam first, he looked at him and it said, it's not right for him to be alone. Let me make a helpmate. Yeah. And yep. so he created Eve. So even then there was a level of accountability to Eve as Adam was created that he had to have for his wife as a form of leadership. Okay. And she, and he had 
a form of leadership over her. So there was this tandem between this cohesive relationship that God created between Adam and Eve. One was more the leader of the household. One was the, the, the priest of the household. Adam was created first. He was the one that was able to name all the animals. He was the one that was, you know, in the garden, working the garden, all this stuff. Then comes Eve. They work together in perfect harmony. And that's where we get the family model. That's where we get marriage. That's where we get really leadership and what it's supposed to look like. It's supposed to be a back and forth, but not a back and forth of arguing or anything like that or resentment. It's a back and forth of understanding right relationship and honor between one another. So it's important to understand that. And it's God's design for us to have relationship with him. But because sin came into the garden, we had to have this divide in the Old Testament that you'll see between leadership, which were the priests and the common people or the people like you and I, the people that weren't born into a priest household or weren't born into this whole religion thing. They were just given a, a bunch of rules and a bunch of, of regulations of how they were supposed to live because we had to pay a debt. We had to pay a debt of sin that we could ultimately never repay. So we had to perpetually make sacrifices one after another, after another, right, after another right. yeah. to try to pay that off. So now I want to get into this um, going off on a different, on a get different section here. Where was the first church? So today we have buildings. We have, you know, these structures, these man-made objects where we have all these people coming in, worshiping, you know, praising, however they do it, whether they're Baptist, you know, Catholic, whatever, whatever denomination they're from, whatever sect they believe in, you know, they have a building, they have a structure. So now in today's culture, we're used to seeing the church mm -hmm. and thinking immediately about a building before we ever think about the body of Christ, before we ever think about you and I, you know, people that believe in the Lord. So why is it, why was it important for God to create a structure for this facility, uh, facilitation of worship to him? So God ordained the first temple of worship, uh, in the 10th century, which was actually built during the reign of King David's son, King Solomon. Now this temple was the holding place for the Ark of the Covenant, which was a literal holding box for the glory glory and the presence of God. It would house God's presence and was to be treated very, very carefully. Now, this is important because before sin entered the garden, remember, God walked with Adam in the cool of the day. Mm -hmm. He saw him yeah. face to face. He walked with him. He knew him. He knew him by name. And it even says that Adam was even naked. So he was created exactly how you and I are created when we come out of our mother's womb, naked. And yet he knew not of clothing. He didn't know of shame or anything like that. So imagine being in God's presence 24-7, seeing him face to face, and then all of a sudden, because sin enters the garden, now he has to compartmentalize part of his glory and put it in a box so that we can really understand and see how holy he is yeah. and yeah. see how we're not supposed to mistreat his presence. Wow. So just think about that. And what was in the ark? <laughs> What was in the ark? Yeah, uh, there was there was three things. Yeah. There was a uh, there was a scepter. What else? There was the, the Ten, Ten Commandments. Commandments. And I can't remember the other thing. 
I think it was, oh, that's a good question. I should have prepared that, but there was multiple things that were in there. Yeah. Yeah. And really it wasn't even so much as it was about the items that was in right, it. Right. It was about the presence that was yeah. around it. Yeah, right? definitely. So God's presence descending upon it. It was actually, they created these uh, cherubim. They like carved them and they were actually like supposed to like guard the presence and we also see in the Old Testament, when you look at when they're carrying the Ark of the Covenant, you know, the Levites, the priests, yeah. they had to carry it. So when they're carrying it on their shoulders, they had to cross the Jordan River. They had to go over all these places. And, you know, we see in Isaiah, Uzzah dies. Yeah. And Uzzah was just a, a, a guy that saw the, the Ark stumbling because it was on a cart and he tried to reach out and grab it and he died because yeah. he was mishandling the presence of God. So mm. I'm saying, I know this is a lot. I'm saying all this because God created a place where he wanted his presence to dwell in. So this temple was divided into three areas. You had the porch, the holy place, or the worship area, and the holy of holies, which is the third place. And only a priest could go in once a year, the high priest. Yeah. And this was on Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur which was like mm. the atonement day. So think about this. Adam used to be able to walk with God in the cool of the day, used to be surrounded by his presence. And yet, because sin entered the garden, because they ate of the fruit, now you have one high priest that comes in for a whole nation once a year to step into the glory of God, glory of God for a moment, and then minister out of that. So I thought that was pretty crazy. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's good. Like, while I'm studying all this, I'm like, geez, man. Like, yeah, Adam had it so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, even Moses had to he, – he entered into the glory, and and then it was on him. Yeah. And and I thought it was kind of crazy. The reason I asked the question about – I knew the Ten Commandments were in there. I yeah. knew the sept- – I couldn't remember the third one. I was hoping you would know. Yeah, I know. But the Ten Commandments shows us um, – I don't want to go off track. No, you're good. I want to step out for a second to to look because a lot of people have heard of the Ten Commandments. They know what that is. They might not be able to, you know, recite them all, but they can they can name off a few. And I I was thinking about the rich young ruler. Yeah. And how Jesus said when he was like, follow me. And he was like, or, you know, he, have you, you know, done this or done that? And he's like, oh, you know, I, oh, I have done this or I have done that. And it was, it was to show that the Ten Commandments was just to show people that there was a need, yeah, for a savior. Exactly. And and the only reason I brought that up is because the Ten Commandments is very well known. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted there to be kind of like a point yeah, that they can, for it, right? they can, yeah, they can have that context and they can connect the dots with what Daniel's saying because everything he's saying is just leading up. Yeah, absolutely. It's just leading up to what we're talking about in a little bit. But yeah, continue. Yeah. So in the Ark of the Covenant, I looked it up real quick just to verify for you guys. <laughs> so we have the golden jar holding the manna. So that was yeah. what sustained. Okay. Yeah. That them, was it. Yeah. Uh, every single day when they were in the wilderness, the wilderness for 40 yeah. years, then you had Aaron's rod and then you had the tablets yeah. of the yeah. commandments. So, um, but yeah, so again, this seems like a lot of information, but why is it necessary? Like, why is it necessary for me to describe all this? Like what I like right now you might be an in information overload. You're like, okay, but 
Daniel, you're talking a lot of history right now. You're talking all this stuff. What does it all mean? So like I said earlier, it all boils down to the garden. It all boils back Mm -hmm. to what happened when God created man and woman, when he created us in his image to bear his image across the earth, to reign in dominion with him. And yet sin entered the garden somehow. So he let Adam name the animals. He had this tight relationship with him and he gave them one commandment, him and Eve. And that's found in Genesis 2, 15 through 17. It says this in the New uh, New Living Translation. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden. Verse 17, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Now, in Genesis 3, we see that the serpent enters the scene in which we as believers, we understand and know that this is Satan. He's the great deceiver, and he has disguised himself as a serpent to come up and to rob the truth out of Eve and make her believe something that is a lie. So we see the serpent enter the garden and he deceives Eve into thinking she will not surely perish from eating the fruit, but instead she's going to become like God and she's going to know good from evil. So this is what the enemy does. He persuades us into sin. He persuades us into believing lies and to believing all this junk. And that's why um, she sins. So she persuades her her husband, Adam, so she she believes the lie. Then she takes it to her husband, Adam, where his responsibility should have been to remind her, oh, wait, no, God said we're supposed to do this because he had he was made first. He walked with God before before he was created. So he knew him best. But yet he failed his job. And because of that, they both sinned and they both took the the fruit and they ate of it. And because of that, they were kicked out of the garden. Because of that, now childbirth is painful for women. Because of that, now man has to work by the sweat of his brow to produce a harvest. That's why we have, you know, people having to work out in the fields. You know, nowadays we have combines and all this other stuff. But for years and centuries and centuries and centuries, you had people having to sweat, work their backs to the bone, trying to produce a harvest, trying to sustain life just by living off of what their hands create and what their hands make. Yeah. So um, because of sin and the divide it put between man and God, the Lord established a means of repaying for these sins through sacrifices, which if you want to go into that, if you really wanted to study, you know, sacrifices, you can read the book of Leviticus. It talks a lot about the Levitical order. All that stuff is really great, but I'm not going to get into all that because it's super long. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like books. Yeah. <laughs> like we could talk for days about that. So God decided it would be better for men and women uh, that he created to come together corporately to worship and ask for forgiveness than it would be to leave people without the hope of being called out of the world and into his assembly of believers. So this is why this is what we're talking about. We're talking about the church, right? Mm-hmm. This is why he brought together the church. This is why he brought together the body because sin entered the garden. Now we were kicked out of the garden and now we had an estranged relationship with him. So he made a way in his holiness and in his sovereignty for us to be able to still worship him 
before Jesus came to the earth. Yeah. So before Jesus, we have to do all these sacrifices. We have these certain rituals, these things that we do. So we were once just lovers of God that had relationship with him. But after sin, the church had to be established in order for us to be able to have relationship with him again. Now, before Jesus, the son of God and the king of kings and Lord of lords, the church was more about fulfilling a debt than it was about walking with God. Yeah. So Jesus... Yeah made it possible through his sacrifice on the cross for us to pray directly to him, to worship him in our everyday lives without a long list of rituals and protocols. And he made it possible for us to be saved and taken to heaven when we pass on from this life. So he provided the way to truth and life in the Father. There cannot be any other way for us to get to God the Father except through surrendering our lives to Jesus. I want to read these scriptures for you. John 14, 6, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Acts 4, 12, there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. That's good. Amen. Yeah, that was good, man. <laughs> I know that was a little bit long, but I, I feel think, like I think we have necessary. to go there. Yeah, necessary yeah. for where we're going. So also as part of this, you know, we want to talk about three components of the church, um, meaning what exactly is the church all about, right? So Daniel, he just talked about uh, there's no other way to reach God, the Father, and heaven uh, except for surrendering our lives to Jesus, right? It's coming to salvation and, and taking Jesus as our, our ruler, our king, and our savior. So one of the first key components that we want to talk about for the church is preaching the gospel, teaching, right? Yeah. Allowing people to understand what the word is all about, who Jesus is. Um, so that they can come to know who he is and they can start to build a uh, strong foundation. So we learn in the Bible that Jesus is the foundation. Uh, we can find this in 1 Corinthians 3.11. It states, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. So take into consideration is just like any building foundation, right? any type of building structure, each layer of the building is going to depend on its foundation. And if foundation's weak, what happens? Eventually, the rest of the building's going to fall and crumble under stress, right? Yeah. So um, in addition, the church has to preach the gospel because it's the power of God and salvation to everyone who believes. So we just talked briefly about sin uh, that was created when Adam decided to eat the fruit and the divide that it caused between us and God. So, Every single person, when you're born into the world, you're a sinner. Yeah, right. You may be too small to to act on a sin at, at an infancy stage, but it's in you. And that's because of the fall in the garden. Um, and we can find proof of this in Psalms 51.5. For I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. So as a sinner, we cannot truly know God. And as a result, we can't truly enjoy a fellowship with God. Wow. Um, to overcome that sin, we absolutely have. There, there's, there's steps. There's things that we have to do. So we have to repent. Yep. So to repent is to change our minds and our attitudes, which leads to a change in action. Second um, Chronicles seven fourteen in the Bible, it states, "Then if my people who are called by name will humble themselves." and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven 
and will forgive their sins and restore their land. So I think another series here, we'll take a much deeper dive into sin. Um, and we'll also probably take a much deeper dive into repentance and yeah. really dive deep on those. We really want you to understand they are foundational principles and what will lead you to finding salvation and, and, and finding that relationship with God. Bob, yeah. not, not trying to no, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. bring a squirrel in yeah, the circus, but like the, it, it, it just goes back to something Daniel said. It all goes back to the garden, even yeah. the sin part, which is why we're not going to go there, but it's an offshoot of what Daniel was speaking about the garden. Like, you know, there were two different trees and, you know, one is the tree of life and one is the tree of knowledge. Yeah. And like they chose the wrong path. That's right. Deception can, and yeah, it all Come comes on. down to deception. That's, that's right. Yeah. And, and that's where it started. Yeah. So we could take it back there, but tonight it's not that topic. So yeah. I just think that's really important that you define that sin is what got us here. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, so. and, and, you know, these are foundational principles. Um, and, and, you know, the whole repentance and, and definition of sin, it's important for not tonight's topic around the church because these principles, again, just we talked about Jesus being the foundation, right? And these are principal reasons why the gospel must be preached. It's yeah. only through recognizing what sin is and what true repentance is that we can come to that salvation. So what is the church about? This is one of those foundational principles that the church must be about to spread that gospel, to spread that word. Right. Um, yeah. Only through understanding that sin and, and truly repenting and asking God to forgive us for those sins. And then, of course, willfully yielding our lives to Jesus. Yes. Are we going to actually find salvation? And then at that point, we're born again. It's at that point where everything that we lost during the fall of man, eating the forbidden fruit that, that Daniel talked about, that's when it's restored. We're no longer separated from God. And that's at the point where we, we enjoy that fellowship with him, that true personal relationship with God. Um, so good. Yeah. So I think one of the uh, next key components, you know, we, we have a few things that we really want to dive in. I'll just kind of kick us off and then guys jump right in. But, yeah. Um, signs and wonders. Right. So, yeah. Um, we definitely want to talk about signs and wonders because they're evidence of the gospel. So signs and wonders, they're God's supernatural, miraculous power breaking into the natural world of man and doing what is impossible by any natural physical laws. So this area. We have to talk about it as one of the principles and foundational points for the church because it's important. But what you will find is that many out there will teach and yeah. explain to you that these things are not for today. Right. But they are for today. Exactly. And absolutely. Dis explain and describe and reveal the true nature of God. So through God. And, and, and seeing these signs and wonders, we see that God is with us yeah. Yeah. by our side. Yeah. So just want to kind of kick it off, guys. Anything? I do have something. Yeah. Uh, what you just said, we do. There are people out there that say, you know, miracle signs and wonders are not for today. And you can't be a Christian and say that, period. I'm going to go ahead and, right. and call that out because salvation in itself is a miracle. Absolutely. Amen. Right. Like, say that. Because like, I know where I was. I know yeah. I, I know what I've done. Yeah. yeah. And it's a miracle Bro. that Jesus would die for someone like me. Man, that, so that is so good to take it down to the most basic right. form of a miracle it's, you can see that that's is, a that's miracle so yeah, like, that's, for that's, someone that's, that you have wronged 
to and for them to die before you were even born. Wow. Yeah. You know, and that's just like look at Paul. Like I want we were talking about Paul before this. I mean, he was standing there and he was a leader in the church. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, he was a Pharisee. He was yeah. And he, wait, was he was a Pharisee, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. remember if he was yeah. a Sadducee or a Pharisee. He was a Pharisee, Pharisee and he approved the stoning. Yeah. yeah. He said he held the cloaks of the men stoning. Yeah. Right. And then like days or weeks later, he he's preaching Christ. Oh yeah. Right. Like, is dude, that not a miracle? Dude, first off, him seeing the resurrected Christ. Yeah, like in itself, before then himself being blinded. Yeah. By yeah. the resurrected Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Then him being healed of blindness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on. Right. By someone who actually was afraid of him. I mean, right. he's going around yeah. killing Christians. I mean, I would have been like, ah, I don't trust you. Wonders. These are all things that, I mean, you are... <laughs> You are antichrist <laughs> if you do not believe in yeah, signs because you're trying to shut down miracles. Exactly, you're trying to shut down the power you're, of God. So that's antichrist. Exactly. So it, I think it comes down to: Do you believe that the Word, the right. Bible, is the true, living yeah. Word of Christ? Of God, yeah, yep. or is it some book of the past, and that's where faith and everything else comes in that we could just go down a major rabbit hole on? Yeah, and I think. But the- where where's your faith at? Do you believe the Bible and and its power, and that is the living Bible, the living Word? Yeah. Okay. Or not? Let me. Let me. All right. Here's another one, and I'm gonna come from a my, side that that most people green come. first. <laughs> all right. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I don't want to be your train of thought. I just if you cannot you. tell out there, this is an exciting topic for us. So, yeah. so we're, we're we are stepping in to try to teach um, some some of these items, right? So, for us, this is exciting because well, I get to go back. We want get to be to able to back. explain yes. these things and, and things that we have. You know, we know it. Yeah, we know yeah. these foundational truths, but it's not every right. day we just get to sit around and, and yeah. talk about it and truly explain. I mean, this it. is yeah. the fun stuff. Yeah, this is yeah. this is the fun yeah. stuff because. The moment that you get this, the moment that that revelation grabs a hold of you and like Jesus is like, I'm yours and you're mine. Yeah, we this this is the love exchange. Amen. This this, yeah. this is I'm I'm breathing into you. The moment that you get this, dude, the simple things are the most like yes. Yeah, That's right. the reason why you can see little kids in ch- kids church and and if you don't get excited, then you need to sweep the cobwebs yeah. out, bro. Like yeah. seriously. So you, so another miracle. Yeah. This smile this man has on his face. If you saw Bob 1.0, it was angry faces looking like he wanted to mean mug you punch you in the face whatever and now it's nothing but pure joy happiness love like your expression like i'm sorry when you see that within someone (laughs) yeah yeah. and and i know bob from from long ago so so i can attest to this i mean that that in itself man i mean that's 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 a miracle that christ brought to the table but see that's the thing is like Oh, it's just crazy. I got anyway, it. all right, all right. Before, oh, okay. before I, I had something I was gonna say. I, did, I thought you. And forgot. I totally, I totally <laughs> like. I, squirrel Circus took over, but ah, oh, never mind. Go ahead. I forgot. It. No, but I think it was squirrel important. Circus I think can. it was important that Daniel started off the way he did with the art. I agree because, yeah. um, and, and the movement that the direction that the church 
started with and yeah. where it's going because and I really wanted to ask that question about the art because the Ten Commandments, that's when you ask somebody, hey, you know, you know where you're going, you know, when you die. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm a good person. And that's always that always refers to the Ten Commandments. They look at the Ten Commandments, but the Ten Commandments shows that you are not a good person and it points to a savior. Yeah. And that savior which you talked about is the foundation, not the Ten Commandments. That just points the way to the foundation. Right. Yeah. And in First Peter, it, it, uh, chapter two, we're talking about the stone which the builders rejected. Mm. Okay, and this became the very cornerstone. Yeah. And then it, this confuses some people. It says a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. And they're like, that doesn't sound very Christian. Like what would stumble over that stone? Bob 1.0. Yeah. That 1.0 yeah. would wow. stumble over that. Oh, yeah. Who would be offended by that cornerstone? Uh, what, whoever you are, 1.0. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that, that was that not, not, you're not trying to offend people. Right. Right. But you're trying to point them to the cornerstone. Yeah. Like yeah. the 10 commandments do showing you, look, you're not a good person. Nobody's. I'm not a good person, which now it's time to show you that there's a miracle to yeah. be had and you have access to it. And you find that in the church inside buildings and you mm-hmm. find it outside buildings. You find it with yes. the body of Christ yes. on the streets, which we're going to be hitting the streets soon. We're going to talk about that later. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's awesome because that reminded me of exactly where I was going before. Okay, then, good. So, um, you brought up like scripture and the Bible mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. And then like that made me think of something else that someone who hasn't had the experience, right. Hasn't had that revelation yet. Like, um, two of the, my like craziest phrases I used to say, pre-believing like and i think that's also a testament to god is he uses the ones who push so hard against it he goes after them even harder yeah um to where you know it it was going to take divine intervention to turn me around and to get me to actually see him yeah and he didn't mind doing it i didn't i didn't ask for it I'm sure my mother-in-law and my wife prayed for it, but like I didn't ask for it, but it Mm. happened. And uh, so my whole point in saying that is two things that, that non-believers love to say is I can't stand organized religion. Okay. We agree with you. So (laughs) in some regards, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think you understand what you're saying in the way that, I think you don't like what large uh, church has done to you mm. or done to those that you know. Right. And you disapprove of that. And so anything thereafter that appears to be of an organized manner in relation to Christ, the church, or anything thereof, you call organized and you try to basically say you can't align yourself with it because of the offense. Right. It right. depends and, on the and, definition of order. Right. And it yeah. does, because I hate to tell you, if you were to go into a church, that was people just like doing everything out of order and completely 
like fruity backcrackers. Nobody knew who the preacher was that day. Yeah. Like nobody knew what was going on. I've never heard that. Right? Never heard that. So nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. And like, there's no order to anything. You would call it basically a cage of circus monkeys. Right. Like you wouldn't understand what is happening yeah. and it would never make sense to you. Yeah. And God is not displayed that way because even in the moments where it looks like God is the most out of order, actually he couldn't be more in order because those that are seeing what appear what appears to be disorder actually behind the scenes there is order. Yeah. Because in God there is always order. Yeah. Um I mean, I'm going to take the grossest miracle, speaking of signs and wonders in the Bible, and that is the spitting into the mud and putting mud on the blind man's eyes. I mean, that to everyone surrounding him was out of order. That was odd. Come on. That was not in order. But what you're not seeing behind the scenes (laughs) is underneath those eyelids, his eyes are being healed and being reborn. Jason, Jason had a comment on what you said. He said, fruity backcracker, is that a cereal? <laughs> Delicious. The second, the second thing, just to bring it back around, yeah. and I'll make this one brief, is the Bible is flawed. I personally take offense to that. And the reason I take offense to that is because that is basically saying the Holy Spirit inspiration that 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 sacred text was written in is flawed. And that in turn makes the Holy spirit flawed. Hmm. And that offends me. Right. Right. You want to rub me the wrong way. That's how you do it. Tell me that the Holy spirit was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. And, I mean, because everything in the Word proves that Jesus was here, that He was real, right. that He walked on the earth, that exactly. He, that we really needed Him. That there we was were a prophecy. Lost. There was a prophecy beforehand. Yes, and then His resurrection is proof at the end. Yeah, yeah. So. Bro, I don't know about you, but there's way too many dots that are connected throughout that. Well, there, yeah, there's there's you know, a contradiction between the Bible and many modern churches. Right. Because Jesus, if he was here, <laughs> he's with a lot of non-believers. He wouldn't he wouldn't be going. No, he'd be down because, there. Oh yeah, with the hardcore they'd be, they'd be kicked out, just kicking Spit, it, spitting in mud, they, putting it on somebody's exactly. eyes. He would have been kicked out in a heartbeat. Exactly. Bro, they would have called him a cult leader. Nowadays. Oh yeah, like cult, they, they would have. Oh, well, imagine imagine him showing up full of the Holy Spirit into a, one of these crazy churches. Yeah. Up in here, I mean, fully, he would have been like ushered to like to like the rescue mission or something. <laughs> but that's but that's what that scripture I read right. earlier. Second in, in Peter, yeah. first Peter chapter two. He was he's a cornerstone. Yeah. It's, it's that rock of offense. Right. right. Yes. Like if Jesus was here, he would be offending so many churches. Yeah. Just because of the miracles that would have been happening. Yeah. He made the Pharisees mad. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. I yeah. mean and people and it's funny when you go into a place um that preaches about the Pharisees and they don't, they don't see it in themselves. Yeah. And we all have, we all have those attributes. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah I, fully, I've been fully, guilty fully. of it. Um, yeah. But that cornerstone, that foundation and, and what points to that foundation, this it's a journey to the, the only foundation you can have. I mean, yeah. And then, but that leads to the miracles yeah. and, and signs and wonders. And, and what that comes you might recognize it in a different way. 
it's freedom. Yeah. Um, you're going to see people get healed. Right. Healing yeah. is for today. I'm, I've experienced healing. Right? Yeah, me too. Right. After being Same told here. I'm going to need knee replacement surgery by the time I'm 30 because I'm missing so much cartilage in my knees from being deployed <laughs> three times and the, the stuff that I went through overseas. And then the doctors look at me like I'm crazy because I'm running and jumping and I couldn't even walk up the stairs before. Dude, come on, say it. You can say healing isn't real all you want, but that doesn't make it any less real. Come on. Yeah. Right. You, you can't tell me I didn't experience that. Right. right There's been right. people here that but go to they're, yeah. they're sick. They go to church. They get prayed over. It's gone. Well, it's not the devil, right? Like it's right. <laughs> When you physically seen people get out of wheelchairs, they were that have been in a wheelchair their entire life. Right. When you've seen an old lady who had uh, deafness in her ears and couldn't hear for like thirty plus years, all of a sudden her ears pop open and yeah. she can hear and she starts screaming, "I can hear! I can hear! I can hear!" In the service, I mean, these are things that when you see the signs and wonders, right. they're evidence Absolutely. Yeah. of the gospel. Yeah. They're evidence yeah. that so, Jesus is real and that. Yeah. He is Lord and that he wants for all to be made whole. Yeah. Well, I mean, just take just take past services that we've had. You know, I'll take one just here recently. Whenever someone who has heaviness and the Prince of Peace yeah. shows up and she's like, I don't feel heaviness anymore. Right. I mean, bro, that in itself is a miracle. That from, is from a out of state. sign. And yeah. And from was they, she, they, out of state? she came. She came from out of state. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then was there that Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And dude, bro, I mean, that in itself is a sign and wonder. Yeah. 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 I yeah. mean, you can look at all the signs and that's what's crazy. You can look at the Bible, see all the signs and wonders that Jesus did. Yeah. The the apostles did. And the and and those who learned from the apostles. And then see it today and say, Oh, that's that's not of God. <laughs> That's in that's that's Bible right yeah, there. Like is, that is this, these are basics. So <laughs> these are basics. Is the Bible yeah, of God? Jesus said I think greater. it goes back to exactly what I said, though. Right? Are you? Do you have faith? Come on. That the yeah. Bible is the living. Yeah. Not a book that was written about God to explain who God was and things that He did of the past. Yeah. Is it the living Word of God or not? Right. And I think the answer to that, to the to the Christian believer, is yes. And that that's something that is a foundational point for the church to take responsibility over and teach. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we're touching on this point yeah. is because there is a responsibility within the church yeah. to teach this and not say this is of the past. Yes. This is things that, that could only happen in those times. No, it's the living word of God. Yes. It took place then. If it signs me, it should only be stronger now. Yeah. Right. And some of those arguments like like, well, people are harder now. People's thoughts are they have more reliance on things that are less like natural and and all of this. I've heard all this stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. We like, hear it all the time. Yeah. And and <laughs> you know what? You can explain it away like that, but my God still reigns. My God still can do because he said greater yeah right greater works right. will you do yeah yeah he didn't say after i'm gone the works will be gone oh you guys you no, know, do yeah. your thing. he said greater yeah and that to me never stopped because nowhere in here does it say it stopped that's right right he said that he would send a comforter he would send the one that would be with us even to the end of the age 
right. So how do miracles stop when he sent the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us, that walks with us every single day until the end of the age? What does that mean? The end of the world. Has the end of the world happened? No. We made it through 2012. (laughs) Can you believe it? (laughs) Everyone thought we were going to die in 2012. 2000, Y2K. Y2K. Oh, my goodness. I mean, 2020. Come on, guys. First off, let's just get in the comments. Who... Like, tell me your favorite, like, time when somebody got a prophetic word wrong <laughs> oh, about dude. when the world was going to end. Yeah. Put that in the comments below. We just want to look at that and laugh. Remember the billboards? Remember oh, the, the billboards. How they, how they yeah. kept, like, moving it a couple months back. Yeah. Right. No, no, this time. Yeah. No, this time. Yeah. You know? So, so you brought uh, up a good point. And I think that kind of segues us into the next point that we want to touch. So, yeah. So, yeah, people have become more hardened yeah. because of world situations over time. Um, family situations, whatever the case may be. So part of another component of the church and responsibility of the church is discipleship. Yep. Yeah. And discipleship, I mean, it's absolutely necessary for the growth and development of the church. And if you just bring somebody to a salvation, you you get them free of, of past hindrances through Christ, but then you just leave them to flail. Mm-mm, no, it's not going to work. Yeah. So, so in the Great Commission, Jesus calls the Christians to make calls all Christians, not not the all Christians out there, make disciples. Yeah. And throughout the New Testament, the apostles they echo that call on on making disciples. Um, as the t- current worldview escalates and society moves more and more uh, away from the church and away from the true word of God, it's increasingly important that Christians obey Christ's command to make disciples, discipleship, the church taking that on, you know, and bringing people into uh, a better understanding is essential. It's not just about the salvation, the salvation. Yes, it is all about the salvation, but you can't just bring somebody to a salvation, help them find Christ and then abandon them, abandon them. Yeah. I'll give a real quick example from business world. Okay. So, um, I oversee a team of managers mm-hmm. and in the past year or so I was looking to hire another manager and, and have him take on leadership for a team uh, that, that we needed him to, to manage. So as I brought him in, we went through, of course, all the onboarding activity, all the training activity. Um, and then he, he kind of took over that team and the dynamic for that team. But even after that, I couldn't just say, hey, you know what? Now, this guy, let me give a little bit more background here. This guy had never managed a team before. He's never been a a true leader of people. He's taken on some leadership training activities, but he's not actually performed in that capacity. So, you know, we went through the onboarding. We, We released him to take over the team. But then there was still ongoing training yeah. that had to take place because if it doesn't take place, okay, we got you here. We, we had you arrive. We helped you grow and develop to get here to the point where you take on leadership and take on that team. But now I'm going to just leave you. And now yeah. as new situations come up or challenges come up that you haven't encountered before. Attacks come at you from the team, from business challenges, whatever those attacks may look like, you flounder. You have no idea how to conquer those. And so over time, the team is not effectively led. 
which impacts the business, the business starts to, to crumble and fail. So how does that apply to the church world though? Okay, so good question. So <laughs> after a person, just like I was talking about before, right? As a person surrenders to Christ and salvation, they could attend church for years, right? They might go hear a good sermon here and there. They might go to things like Sunday school. They might even read their Bible and pray. But if they don't have somebody there with them to, to provide them uh, more understanding and discernment, then while they may be getting their, their milk and meat in their spiritual growth, as the Bible talks about, um, and I'll talk about that in just a second, they're still not going to have a full understanding because they're reading it from their perspective. They don't have somebody educating yeah. them and teaching right. them. Wow. So, so you know, mm. the Bible talks about the milk being the elementary principles of Christ. And, and while the meat is later, right, it's, it's where uh, it, it's the word of God, which we move on into as we become more mature in Christ. Right. But we have to have the milk, just like a baby needs milk, right? right? We have to have that milk of the word first. Right. We have to have discipleship, somebody to explain what does this really mean? Please break it down for me in an elementary standpoint to where I can really grasp onto the concept. And then as you become more mature, you start taking on that more mature level of, okay, now I can yeah. take the meat. I can eat the meat yeah. and, and really absorb Man. this and get the nutrition yeah. that I need. And so just real quick, uh, Hebrews 5, 12 through 14 Um for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of, a, of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Wow. Mm. You're not yeah. going to get that when you're just getting the milk. Dude. You have to have some discernment. So again, you know, this is this is one of those points where the church has to come in. The church provides this leadership. They provide the discipleship and they guide new believers and even mature believers who don't have a true full understanding of yeah. what the word is depicting, right? So alike, right? They they have to bring them into higher realms of the word of Christ so that it becomes meat as they mature. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't stop so either. Good, it doesn't stop. It keeps going. Yeah. You got to keep and the conditioning process is so important. Like you are training. Uh look at it from an army perspective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are conditioning, 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 conditioning. We are up at a certain time. If you're not there, you're going to suffer for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you got to you got to meet yeah. Someone that can disciple you. Right. And without that, you're not going to know your purpose. Yeah. And when you don't have your purpose, you're not going to know your gifts. Come on. And when you don't know your gifts, you're, you're still just drinking the milk. You're not eating the meat. You're, you're yeah, not you conditioning go. because you're going to need the meat if you are conditioning to keep your body sustained. Yeah. 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 And, and what happens without that discipleship? So you, you may be able to read the word of God, right? We, we talked about this just now, but so, but what the end result is just like I talked about in the business world where challenges come up and you don't necessarily know how to overcome those. You don't know what solutions to put forth, but right? In the spiritual, what will happen is now the enemy is going to come in and he's going to throw a tax your way. Yeah. And he's going to throw stones into your path that are going to try to make you stumble. And if you're still drinking the milk, you're not going to fully understand how to navigate those situations and and eventually you fall susceptible to the enemy. Yeah. The answer is yes. <laughs> uh, but 
that's so important because with conditioning, when you when you step into the conditioning, come on, that's when you figure out your identity. You're gonna fit. You're in the army now. Yeah, that's what you constantly right. hear. Right. That's what you constantly hear when you when you meet the person discipling you. You're yeah. in the army now. And I'm not talking about the U.S. military. I'm talking about the army. You're in the army now. Yeah. This is why we're doing this. Right. Yeah. It's time to right. train. It's time to press. It's time to press into. It's time to press through whatever you were just talking about. Right. What the devil's going right. to come at you with. And you can't do that unless you know who you are. Right. So. And you start to take on that level of authority. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. Right. That, okay. Come on. You got, come on. <laughs> we're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think um, I think that's a good place to to close on as far as you know our podcast we want to kind of wind it down now um and uh we also want to have kind of a post show so yeah if you guys have any questions about what we went over in the podcast or if you have things you want to talk about in the chat light us up you know we want to talk to you we want to you know commute with you or um and communicate with you rather not commute with you we're not gonna we're not gonna drive you to work tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) but we we, we just want to talk we want to hang out so if you got prayer requests let us know that too absolutely we will absolutely pray right now here live on facebook for you if you have a prayer request so and let us know if you don't feel comfortable dropping it into live chat from a prayer request standpoint if there's something more personal to you um please private message us shoot something to us let us know we definitely want to support you as well and make sure that you're getting the prayer uh that you you might need yeah oh suzanne responded she said y2k is my favorite but when i was in a different place spiritually then so i have to admit that it was 100 percent freaking me out for nothing (laughs) (laughs) that's great fruity bat cracker <laughs> that was my I'm, what was what was the other one the chicken something oh chicken and uh rainbows or something chicken and rain yeah i don't yeah remember. i got it written down everything is not just like fried chicken apolog- and rainbows yeah, it's, it's on like, my it's would, on my desk i would like to apologize <laughs> to everyone that listens to the podcast <laughs> for the squirrel circus that is known as my brain and sometimes out spews really funny stuff <laughs> that i did not mean to say but yeah. you have so many good ideas if you ever kickstart a restaurant Dude. These are your dish names, man. Yeah, yeah you're exactly right. You could they sell them in you. People oh, are just buying to read it. Rainbow backcrackers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fruity backcrackers. And it's like a fruit salad. And... <laughs> With wings. Yeah, wings. it'll be like chicken wings and fruit salad. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, but while we're waiting for some people to respond, we want to let everyone know to pray for us. Oh, yeah. yeah because yeah. we are going to be taken to the streets um, July 31st. 31st. That's right. Um, and we're going to be going downtown and we're going to be praying over people and trying to minister to people. And um, we, we're going to need your prayer because yeah. we, we want as much agreement with that as possible so we can see some change happen Yeah, in our region. And yeah. if you're doing the same thing, we want to pray for your region. We want to yeah. start seeing territories start flipping from from the enemy to to God's kingdom. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Definitely. We're just going to be going down there with, you know, free prayer signs. So people know what they're getting into when they walk up. You know, we're not going to have to we're not going to harass anybody or anything like that. We're just going out there. We're like, listen, we're going to represent because we all love talking about the gospel. We all serve in our Mm -hmm. church, our local church um, a lot. I mean, we have a lot of services, revival services and different things like, like that. But we also just felt the call and the burden to really just go after the loss and go after you know, just people in our area. It's it's the world in our backyard that we need yeah. to reach. You yeah. know, not just the mission field. We want to send finances there too. But you know, we we got to be doing these things. And um, so I'm excited. It's yeah. gonna be great. Jason said he prefers chicken and rainbows. It just hits different. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's a, it's it's a little it's a little heftier it's a little yeah be your, ver- beatier. Be your version of yeah. chicken and waffles yeah, yeah. rainbow Rain. waffles rainbow chicken waffles. and rainbows yeah. could put that on a t-shirt <laughs> yeah. i don't know bat bat just might have a bad effort aftertaste from 2020 oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't take us down <laughs> <laughs> we, as far as that's concerned we gotta watch what we say hey, yeah, yeah. We can't pick on them. They might get mad. Don't censor me, <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll just throttle us down. Oh, man. Maybe we'll get a warning. I don't no, know. They YouTube, do they don't YouTube's do the ones that actually deletes people's accounts and stuff. So it's a matter of time. So it's a matter of time. You know what? I have a goal. <laughs> no. we're gonna give Bob's no, own YouTube page we're gonna Just grow and influence for the kingdom we appreciate you joining us tonight we hope you gained something out of the live stream yes. please send us some comments like your comments are essential to our growth it's not just about us helping everybody out there grow our our growth comes from you comments that you leave us um, any type of email uh, feedback that you give us it helps us think about what's needed uh, struggles that you may be going yeah. through so we definitely want to keep that focus going and yeah. please communicate with us let us know yeah and you can go to our website on there we have like a contact page and everything um and you can you know contact us on there charlie mike charlie mike intl.com right there on the screen i'm gonna try to point to it that's gonna be weird because i'm so far away all right and we also have these awesome (laughs) t-shirts and these hats and we've got like all kinds of other stuff on there it's really really good stuff so we're going to continue creating and designing stuff that you can be proud to wear and it's going to be kind of in your face, you know, so to speak. It's going to be like powerful statements, not just, you know, be blessed and highly favored. Like it's not it's not anything Mamby Pamby. We're coming strong. 80 percent of profit goes into the field where we're able to give this money to people who are digging wells for people who are building churches who are handing out bibles who are feeding people who are i mean they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff uh for god and we just want to pour into it as much as we can so the great commission is the mission so why why settle for you know a fraction of what we're making amen Amen. So you, you put the money where the mission is. Yeah. So thank you so much for watching. Yep. Everybody, everybody good? Good. All right. Thanks for watching. Good. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Charlie Mike out. If you haven't surrendered your life to Christ and are ready to come to God, we at Charlie Mike would like to lead you in a prayer in just a moment. But first, we want to be clear. Praying a sinner's prayer is not a ticket into heaven. 
These are not magic words. You must follow Christ and live for him. You cannot receive salvation by your own merits, but by what Jesus has already done. Ask to receive the Holy Spirit to be filled and experience what God has for you. You will not live the same life and you won't be able to keep Jesus to yourself if you become a Christ follower. 1 John 2, 4 tells us that the one who says, I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. Those commandments are to love God and to love others. If you love God, you will follow him. And if you truly love others, you will want others to experience God and give their lives to him as well. So if you are ready to pray, pray this. God, I ask for forgiveness. I believe Jesus died for me and nothing I have done wrong is too great for the power of his blood that was shed for me. I am ready to forsake the world and live a changed life because I realize how much you love me. I love you and I'm ready to live for you. If you made the decision to surrender yourself to God and follow Jesus, I encourage you to spend time daily with him in prayer, reading his word and worshiping him for who he is. Much will be revealed to you in this time with him. Be a part of a community of believers who grow in the fullness of God's word and join a church that does the same. Get involved and stay accountable with each other. Also, please let us know that you made this decision by emailing us at charliemike.me at gmail.com or message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash charliemikeinternational.